Chris. Yes, John. Uh, the thing we talked about the other day, I was supposed to put off recording. Oh, one second, John. I haven't noticed anything. being about 7,000 degrees in this room. <laughs> I think it's fine. See? Everything's fine. Every day is a gift. <laughs> Every day is a gift. Every day is a winding road. Every day is a miracle. What were you going to say, Jen? You had fucking steel in your head. Hey, we're, uh, we're on the council, boss. Oh, shoot. <laughs> the I'm thing sorry. We talked about I can't. I just have to really watch that. Rookie's getting himself a new blower. Ha! He's Chris. in town. I'm not even going to respond. The other one quit. Yes, John. Uh, the thing we talked about recording the other day, I'm supposed to wait until okay. I get the product from them. William. Okay. So yep. it'll probably be next week that we record it. So if anybody, uh, that comes Take directly. I'm listening come, to you. That comes directly from Bernie. Okay. Hey. So I don't put think my he's glasses on. Go sit in Joe's chair. No, he's not. Either he has no idea what I just said. Yes. No. You're not doing it this week. Go sit and, in Joe's chair once. And what else? That one right there. This one? Now move over. Other way. There you go. Now, William, say this. Say this. No, no, into the microphone. <laughs> Say this. No, no, no. How come my taxes are so high? How come my taxes are so high? <laughs> what about this climate change? <laughs> What's the temperature supposed to be? What's the temperature supposed to be? Well, you, like you're an angry old man. That's yeah, what you're, you're supposed angry. to do. What, what the hell is the temperature supposed to be? What the heck is the temperature supposed heck. to be? There you go. That's better. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Get my glasses back. Mayor for a day. That a boy. He's rocking his Jordan Hubman baseball shirt. Why are these lads watching a football game? Because, Joe, how often can you relive the magic of the Bills and the Ravens in week 11 of the 2022 season? Bills and Vikings would be worth rewatching. We did. We, um... We watched that one on Saturday. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret, and you can make all the fun of me you want. Yeah. Last Sunday night, my kid flipped on the CFL, and we pretty much watched the whole second half. Um. Hey, Leland. Let's let's stop doing that, please. See, Leland can't stand that William got eight seconds of attention. I, I assumed that when I saw him on the screen. You guys yes. These lights on. Leland, please stop doing that and go sit by your brother. Okay. Hey, bring your kids. Joe, you should bring your kids to work one day. I don't have any. Hey, uh, tell your mother she's calling you. Yep, she's over there. No, <laughs> go sit. Leland, go sit. You. Go. Go sing Far, Far Away. You know that song? Do you know that song? <laughs> far, Far Away. Hey, I know you can't hear John. Tell Joe and John what song you know how to play on the keyboard. Whopper, 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 junior double. But he learned how to play that song <laughs> the keyboard. Boy, you're really following your old man's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He also does know, hey, he does know how to play the, uh, what was it, Star Spangled Banner? Yep, he learned how to play that. What's with our woman's soccer team? What? Okay, shut that and go sit down. You don't need to ask me if you need to use the bathroom. Just go use it. Just go use it. Where'd Kenny go? Crop dusting. 
Dustin crops or ain't no crops. Did you see his video? It's pretty cool. Yeah, I loved it. I could watch that all day. Long. I could watch that all day. All day. I could set up a chair. Yep. Well, it's on the Twitter. As much as I'd like to finish editing the Josher, that's gonna have to wait. X. I even got the big X when I uh, bring yep. it up, Joe. Hey now. Yeah, that sounded really weird. Twitter. Yeah. I don't get any X's. Big there X on the screen, and then it goes to. Yeah. Oh, that I is don't. cool. Watch. Upper left, you don't have an X, huh? Oh, still, still got the bird. Still got the bird. That's but, weird. That video though reminds me, you know, growing up being at. Oh, I just. That was so cool, sitting at Grandpa's farm watching those guys operate. Very cool. In Nordak, did they have? Did they do that? Seriously, in North Dakota, Johnny? Yep. Yeah, uh, mostly from Bismarck to Fargo. You don't always see planes if you're driving. Gotcha. Well, that didn't make any sense because that's the only place I drive no, really in North I, Dakota. I knew, I knew you know what, what you were saying. Yeah. I knew. So I, I guess the answer was yes, and I made it too long. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know it. Well, I'll save that for the. Uh... Now I got the damn Burger King song in my head. Okay. So I don't know. It was a morning. It, I think it was over the winter. No, it was. It was before we before we went on spring break because he asked if he could bring the keyboard with us to Florida. I said, that, no, we're not. It's like it's a big keyboard, like the kind you'd plug in, right? Okay. Yeah. And I was making coffee, doing whatever. And all of a sudden, here. Because, you know, during football season, that was every other commercial on football, you know. Yeah. And I said, buddy, what are you what are you doing? And he just said, I'm learning how to play the Burger King song, Dad. <laughs> it's good to have goals, son. Yeah. I'll be done by 1.30. I will say this, though. He is obsessed with that keyboard. It's That's pretty good. cool. Yeah, he likes that. It's a good thing. Baseball, I should say sports and the keyboard. He likes he likes music. How do you spell music, that? Music is that one K or Kenny? You missed it, but Leela knows how to play the Burger King jingle on the keyboard. Oh yeah, Whopper, Whopper. When's the last time you had a nice Whopper, Joe? I like a good Whopper. This guy just went down my driveway about five feet off the ground. Oh, is this episode two? Couldn't believe it. Matt's derby car is so beat up, I can't well, tell what kind know. of car it is. Is it? Are you bringing this up on the show? Yeah. Okay, then I'll save what I was going to say. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. I just need one minute. Oh, I forgot I gotta to show you this. i got to be done at Come here. 1.30. Come here one second. I want to show oh, you this video. I want to get up. I know. I like this account because it points out stuff like this. You thought speed traps in the USA were bad. In China, <coughs> CBDC is linked to your digital ID. If you drive too fast, the speed camera system will immediately deduct your driver's license points before automatically deducting a fine from your digital wallet. Welcome we're to China. Oh, well, we're headed. Here. No, yeah, we're headed that way. That'll happen here. Is that what this whole um, camera system is about? <coughs> If it's going to combat the textures, then I'm all for it. Mm. Uh, be careful what you wear. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, dangerous attitude. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Search boy. Let's make sure I save Josh. Oh, I've got GL30 for today. We are good to go and there. And 
And then? And then? No and then. No and then. And then? <laughs> you ever seen Dude, Where's My Car? Frataloni Shardware and Garden Stores. I've never it's seen unwatchable. I've never seen it, but Dill showed me that scene because yep. he kept going, and then? And I had no idea what he was doing. Such. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1,120, which I earlier had noted was 11,120. Congrats. And yeah, we'll, I don't we'll think get there. so. We'll get there. 104 degrees was the high on this day. That was in 1931. Despite the danger of being outside today, I don't think we'll get to 104. 49 degrees was the low on two occasions, 1962 on this day, and again in 1971. I got a great note about the success of Aquaside products. Uh, Mr. Mayor, as the keeper of common sense, I trust your judgment in that of Aquaside. My man-made pool was full of duckweed. I acquired a product from Aquaside that cleared the issue. Thanks for the help, Francis of Roseville. Thank you. Don't thank me, Francis. Thank Aquaside. They've been keeping swimming holes free of crud for more than 60 years. Your beach will look like a million dollars with Aquaside products. They're easy to use. They work quickly, and they've been vetted. They're safe. Those products are made right there in White Bear Lake. Aquaside uh, can be reached. Well, here, take your cell phone, go down to the lakefront or your swimming hole or your man-made pool and tell Aquaside what you're looking at, and they'll get you the right products. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Gentlemen, don't forget, we have to help the GLers uh, come join us to celebrate 30 years of Garage Logic Monday, August 14th. At the Chanhassen Dinner Theaters as we record a live podcast on the Dinner Theater stage. Tickets are just $40 and does include dinner and a live Garage Logic podcast recording. The podcast is going to include music from Johnny and Dylan Height and Stephen C. C. I love theaters. It makes us feel like we're in the big time, like Prairie Home Companion. Oh, for sure. And that's a really neat room. Um, dinner's at 5.30. The show is at 7.30. For more show information and to purchase tickets, go to garagelogic.com. When you arrive at the show tickets page, click on Get Tickets. And I do know we have sold two because my, my mom bought a pair of tickets for her and my dad. Wonderful. So I know we've sold at least two. <laughs> is that it? Oh, I also did the math. What show did you think it was when you accidentally wrote down that number? No, today's 1,120. But you accidentally wrote down... 11,120. I was just doing the math. We'll get to 11,000 by late 2036. Oof. uh, It's that time of the year, writes Mr. Green Machine number 9, Matt, our derby driver. Guys, it's that time of year again. Here's my demo derby car for the Anoka County Fair on Sunday. I won there with this car two years ago, so hoping it can do it again this Sunday. As you can see from the attached photo, it's a little beat up. 
A little? Matt, it's so beat up, I can't tell what kind of car it is. That's a successful demo derby car. Wish me luck. See you guys at the State Fair and the 30th anniversary show. Matt, number nine, he campaigns his car on behalf of GL, and we thank him. I still have his decal on my car. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Mr. Cool. Mr. Green Machine number nine is on my car. Did you print out a picture of it? Can you hold it up to the camera? Yes. You can't even tell, can no, you? No. Uh, oh, I don't see anything. Okay. It's on the... Uh, You're not very good at that, are you? No. I can forward uh, you the email. I yes? have a point of contention with... with yeah, the, with go ahead Matthew. and do that, Such. With Matt? Send that right over to me. Um, Matt, I'll have you know that in my volunteer duties at the Rice County Fair Beer Gardens, I specifically selected Demo Derby Sunday, and you were nowhere to be found this year. I thought he campaigned that car in all the county fairs. That's what I thought. That's why I worked the Rice County Demo Derby, because I had to pick a day, and that's the day I picked. How, how does it last more than one event? You should that's... see this thing. In the back, there's even a stepladder for uh, no reason whatsoever. There's a... <laughs> There's a stepladder in the back shoved through the window. What, to get in and out of I it? don't know what the hell he's... Unless it's just a storage bin when he's not using it. Matt, you got to get send us more info. We're cheering for Matt number nine you know, at County Fairs. All the piles of crap you got sitting around your garage suits. <gasps> why don't you send one of those up to Matt? Yeah. You can use a new ride. That orange thing you drive. Huh. He's a beauty. <laughs> She is a beauty. I had a note from, where is this? Oh, Heidi writes me a note. And I'm going to read it because Heidi obviously instinctively knows I have no staff. (laughs) And she writes, uh, had several thoughts concerning filling in time while you broadcast from the fair. It involves audience participation, so if that is something you are trying to avoid, then no need to read further. No, I do not mind audience participation at all. Last year when I watched you at the fair and listened throughout the week, I noticed that you were much more jovial and lighthearted about things in general during the fair episodes. I also made the observation that your audience liked being able to participate in person. Perhaps you could include fillers of audience members playing games like Who Knows the Mayor Best, where contestants answer various trivia questions about you, the crew, and the show in general. Prizes could be GL bumper stickers or coupons for BOGO fair food. There are several more game possibilities that may also work. Uh, uh, I really like that idea. Because it's called the Great Minnesota Get-Together, it may be fun to get to learn more about your listeners. I realize there are many variables that cannot be controlled by doing this, and things may get weird or awkward, but that's what makes it fun. Thank you and your crew for being part of my everyday Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Yeah. Because I don't have a staff. I used to. We used to put together big-time shows, but no one does it anymore, and I don't know how your superiors allow you to get away with that, but uh, apparently they do. Aren't you our superiors? Yeah. What? Right. And Dave Bliss, our <laughs> philosopher who normally resides in Bulgaria, is now writing from Stillwater, and he said his daughter Veronica turned 17 today. When she woke up this morning, she asked, why do we say happy birthday instead of sad birthday? Because <laughs> I did not have a good wow. answer to her, and he's a philosopher. He would have had the Oof. answer. As I did not have a good answer for her, she requested that we all wish her a sad birthday today just for the fun of it. 
I know that GL has a long-standing practice of not wishing happy birthdays to listeners. Would you make an exception for a sad birthday for Veronica? No, we would not. No, I don't think we can, can we? No. Why sad, Veronica? Unless she's saying, you know, it's just one year closer to death. Yeah, I, I totally. I get it. Yeah. Absolutely. Debt, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do it. Veronica, have, I, a, have a sad birthday. And I think you can also apply that when you get to a certain age. You know, if you're yeah. a kid, happy Seven, birthday, buddy. 17 in Veronica's case. 17, I would be saying happy birthday. Yeah. Let's get to something that we uh, I, sure, I didn't get to yesterday, and that is uh, attempting to learn more about the uh, terrorist who shot up North Dakota and killed a cop. Uh, his name is... Mohammed Barakat. Uh, he's a he's a, and I'm going to read from Bill Glan at the American Experiment. Uh, he received U.S. citizenship in 2019, but Glan writes his name should be added to the long list of people who should, who should not have been here to commit mayhem. Earlier this month, Barakat ambushed three Fargo police officers, killing one, wounding two. He seriously injured a civilian bystander. Shortly thereafter, Barakat was killed in a shootout with a fourth Fargo police officer. I contest the use of word of Glan's use of shootout. It wasn't a shootout. We talked about <laughs> this, but in John, because I said the same thing in the Star Tribune headline, but there was return fire. I guess it's a shootout. So I guess yeah. I'm... I'm being too parsinu. But I agree with ambush, you. I agree with you. After the ambush, yeah. there was a shootout between Thank one you. cop. That's, a, that's After better. the incident, police searched Barakat's car at the scene and found the following, as reported in the Fargo Forum. Uh, three long rifles, 1,800 rounds of two twenty-three caliber ammunition, a homemade grenade, a can of gasoline, explosives, and other firearms. The explosives in Barakat's car were filled with large amounts of tannerite, an explosive compound made from ammonium nitrate and aluminum powder. If Barakat had shot an explosive, it could have caused significant destruction. This is according to North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley. Barakat is thought to have been on his way to a crowded downtown Fargo street fair when he happened upon the police officers dealing with a traffic accident that had nothing to do with him. He just came upon it. Mm. Uh, this is the only public photo of Barakat I'm looking at. Okay, ugly bastard. Uh, according to information provided by the North Dakota Attorney General, uh, Barakat is 37. He's a Syrian national. He was granted political asylum, asylum in the U.S. in 2012 and U.S. citizenship in 2019. His pre-immigration background back in Syria is reportedly the subject of a federal probe. The entire incident raises questions about the quality of the vetting that went into his asylum and citizenship applications. And Glan concludes by saying the people of Fargo deserve answers. Well, the United States deserves answers. And now I go to a piece by David Horowitz who writes, we fought endless wars overseas for two decades only to bring in record, record numbers of refugees from the very places from which we sought to protect ourselves. 
Thanks to mass Middle East migration is the only remaining legacy of the trillions of dollars pumped into the global war on terror. America's heartland is just as vulnerable to Islamic terror as New York and L.A. Believe it or not, there was an Islamic terror attack in Fargo, North Dakota, one that local law enforcement believes could have resulted in countless casualties instead of the one police officer killed. Like so many people from Syria last decade, Mohammed Barakat was brought to the U.S. as an asylee and became a citizen in 2019. He returned the favor on July 14th by allegedly randomly firing 60 rounds from his car near the site of a car crash on 25th Street in Fargo. Likely waiting for police and first responders to come to the scene, Barakat allegedly gunned down three officers in an unprovoked attack, killing Jake Wallen, an officer, and seriously injuring officers Tyler Hawes and Andrew Dotis, as well as a female civilian. There has been a near-complete blackout and information about this attack, especially in the national media. I don't think the Star Tribune did much on this at all, did they? They reported on it, but there hasn't, yeah. It took over a week for any information about Barakat's immigration history to come to light as Americans watched the streets of France burn during those days, also a result of suicidal generosity in immigration policy. This was not your run-of-the-mill street thug or mentally ill mass shooter. Given the lack of criminal record or manifesto left behind, this has the hallmarks of a targeted jihad. Police found 1,800 live rounds in his vehicle, uh, three rifles, four handguns, all of which were loaded. As we said, he had a grenade, gas canisters, and explosives. The car was filled with tannerite. We got that. Wrigley, the attorney general, Drew Wrigley, further speculated that Barakat was looking for significant crowd events. We do know he had a clear path. He was going to downtown Fargo. That's according to Wrigley. Indeed, if not for Officer Zach Robinson taking out the gunman rifle from 75 feet with a 9mm pistol, that's some good shooting. This could have been a mass casualty event because Barakat appeared to be on his way to a downtown street fair, according to Wrigley. The FBI found a computer in Barakat's apartment nearby that contained a search history revealing he looked up mass casualty events and how to cause certain injuries according to the Attorney General. Ominously, the last article that appeared in his search history was a local news article called Thousands Enjoy First Day of Downtown Fargo Street Fair. Unfortunately, the FBI still believes there is no motive and, of course, is totally flummoxed by the attack. Don't expect the Bureau to ever find a motive and don't expect this attack to ever find its way into public policy debates. We now live in a country where we are marked as political terrorists for believing in the values of our founders. While the government brings in hundreds of thousands of Islamic refugees, often transforming heartland cities into Middle Eastern enclaves, and we are see, as we are seeing in Europe. Daniel Greenfield does a great job capturing the transformation of Fargo, a pattern we are seeing in many small to mid-sized cities throughout the South and Great Plains. 
8% of Fargo is foreign-born. Much of that population comes from the Middle East and Islamic areas in Africa like Sudan and Somalia. Even much of the European refugee contingent is Bosnian. The massive influx of refugee resettlement allowed local politicians to boast that Fargo was growing much faster than the rest of the state or the country. Fargo's population shot up from 74,000 in 1990 to 90,000 in 2000 to 128,000 today. Somalis flooded Fargo, as did Iraqis, Bosnians, and Bangladeshis. Amid the pure snows rose mosques, ethnic welfare nonprofits, halal markets, and other outposts of the new population. By 2000, 600 Somali families occupied Fargo by 20. Uh, by 2004, Somalis outnumbered Hispanics in the Fargo public school system. Refugee resettlement led by Lutheran Social Services continued bombarding the state with foreign migrants, 70% of them embedded in the Fargo area. According to the census data gathered by the Center for Immigration Studies, 23% of all students in the Fargo City School District are foreign-born. Now, that's an amazing statistic. Almost 25% of the kids in the Fargo schools aren't from around here. How does that, why does that surprise you? Well, it's Fargo. I know, but as you get... It wouldn't well, surprise me in here. What, what is the population of Fargo? Just out of I curiosity. just said it. 128,000. Okay, that's, it's, it's comparative to a city like Rochester, right? Yeah. So go look at the school district population in the city of Rochester. I guarantee it's more than 25%. 23% of all students in the, this is fascinating, 23% of all students in the Fargo City School District are foreign-born. That number was close to zero before the supposed global war on terror. And ironically, even though the people most prosecuted in the Middle East in general and in the Syrian civil war in particular were Christians, almost all the refugees are Muslim. From fiscal year 2012 to fiscal year 2022, just 1.6% of 30,000 Syrians settled through the resettlement program were Christians. Almost all of them were Sunni Muslims, presumably because Assad and his allies are Shia. But it's ridiculous to bring in so many Sunnis when all of the rival factions against the Assad regime were terrorist groups like ISIS or al-Nusra. This is what we did to Iraq for years. We brought in both sides of the Civil War. North Dakota Doug Burgum, who is now running a ceremonial bid for president, has turned his state into one of the fastest-growing refugee hubs from volatile parts of the world, inducing a degree of social transformation his citizens never voted for. When Trump issued an executive order in September 2019 prohibiting refugee resettlement unless the state's governor affirmatively opted into the program, Burgum jumped at the first opportunity to embrace it. As a result, the foreign population, the foreign-born population of North Dakota has spiked 103% between 2010 and 2021, the fastest rate of growth of any state. Overall, the foreign-born population has nearly quadrupled since 1990, and again in recent years, many from radic- mainly from radically divergent cultures. Nobody ever voted for this. 
when do I pause and add uh, the fact that not all foreigners are going to kill us? I get it. Uh, Can I add something? Yeah. Uh, Fargo authorities are saying his being a Muslim, as far as they can tell, has no bearing on this case. What do they think has a bearing on the case? I don't know, Joe, but that's what I read on Inforum, which I have open now. I'll find the quote if you'd like. Since Biden took office, states like North Dakota have been in and Now, this is written by David Horowitz, remember? He's right. Yep. Since Biden took office, states like North Dakota have been inundated with unvetted Afghan refugees who were admitted helter-skelter in large numbers when the Biden administration pulled out of the country without a security plan. In Feb 2022, the DOD Inspector General released a report identifying at least 50 Afghans who posed potentially significant security concerns. The report noted that dozens of them who had derogatory information that would make them ineligible for parole were unable to be located. Okay, so yes, there is a reason the FBI and the media don't want us focusing on the case of Mohammed Barakat in North Dakota. As we look ominously toward Europe as it struggles with mass Middle East migration, officials don't want us to know we have a sleeper problem right here in the U.S. And in case you thought you could move from the coast to the hinterlands to escape the problem, uh, think again. Okay. Uh, Here I have the quote. Yeah. Leaders of the Fargo-Moorhead's Muslim community told the forum they did not know Barakat when a family member made a request to a local mosque leader to handle his arrangements, funeral arrangements, the leaders refused. Uh, Barakat was a Muslim, and investigators found a Quran, excuse me, Quran in his apartment, but noted that the authorities have not established any ties between him and the local Muslim community. Uh, and here's a quote from a, a fellow named Wrigley. At this point in the investigation, I find his Muslim faith, faith no more notable than my Lutheran faith. Well, Wrigley is the, uh, Drew attorney Wrigley General. is the state attorney general. Right. Yeah. And uh, he was terribly passionate during the press conferences talking about this dead copper. Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe that Wrigley's sitting on anything. If I might just offer a suspicion... It doesn't shock me or surprise me at all that the local Muslim community That's got to get the horn. I'm so would sorry. attempt yeah. to distance themselves <coughs> from, this, from guy. this guy. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're right. Maybe they say we don't know about this guy. We never heard of him. That strikes me as unlikely. Uh, but if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think the hard, uh, dark truth of the matter is that there are people in the U.S. Uh, bent on destruction, destruction, and uh, this guy sounds like he's one of them. Uh, maybe he would get the uh, the moniker of being a lone wolf if he, in fact, but has no identity with the rest of the Muslim community in Fargo. The one thing, though, that is fair game is just to say that we have a problem with the number of people that aren't being vetted that are entering this country. That 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 shouldn't be controversial, but unfortunately. It is. Well, we're led by a political class who enjoys the diversity and the equity and the votes and the votes. And uh, this Let's is not just, kid ourselves. That's what this is about. This it's is about just vote wonderful. Buying. Uh, you know, on the one hand, the political class 
really doesn't like America. On the other hand, they offer it up as a solace to the people trying to get here. I mean, it's a real mess. And uh, I'll, I'll be the first to say, of course, that uh, we have a lot of Somalis in Minneapolis, and they sure as hell don't want to kill me. Right? Some might. Some might. No, you specifically. Me, per- yeah. personally. But uh, you know, I don't walk in constant fear of a terrorist attack. I don't either. But I'm not surprised when one happens. Is that a That's fair, fair statement? That's fair. Why don't we return shortly? <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. That's all right. Uh, some of uh, David's stats there appear to be either incorrect or, for instance, the 25% that you said. Yeah. It says on the census data from 2020 that 6.9% of students are foreign. Yeah, but he foreign. said in 2022. Well, do you think it went up 20% in two years? Well, yes. 2022 is 20 years from 2002. No, t- I'm sorry, 2020 census. Oh. 2020 huh. census. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I use Rochester as an example, John, because I know someone that yeah, used but to teach it. hasn't teach gone up 20%, Chris. That's, I mean, that'd be astronomical. What I was going to say is I know somebody that, that used to teach in the Rochester School District, and I, I do believe that, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Well, let me find that. Uh, and you're reading from what, John? The uh, 2020 census data information, Fargo, North Dakota. Nine percent of the population was foreign-born in 2020, of the entire population in Fargo. Okay, look up real quick, Rook. Who's yep. Daniel Greenfield? D-A-N-I-E-L. Greenfield. Uh, give me more data. That's all I know. Wikipedia. Dan, Dan Daniel Greenfield. Uh, Horowitz borrows writing from Daniel Greenfield in this piece. Okay. And it's Grin, Greenfield who gives us all these stats. Uh, looks like uh, is an American politician, law professor, and nonprofit organization executive. He served as a Democrat in the New York City Council. Now that cuts off, i got to find him on Wikipedia here. That doesn't sound like him. There might be um, one or two Daniel Greenfields right. that are on the earth. Uh, but if you, this, if you... This one is an Israeli-born journalist who writes for conservative publications, I'm assuming. Uh, yes. He has, he has his own website, it says. It is on PolitiFact. Uh... Well, we we better straighten this out. Okay, here's David Horowitz. He comes up, so maybe I'll find Daniel Greenfield. Well, John just did. John like, just did. It, it won't click to. It says Daniel Greenfield's website, and you click on it, it won't go to it, unfortunately. Uh, it's just the PolitiFact thing, and all that has is a picture of him. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to correct this or move on? Uh, whatever doesn't matter. Well, what's your final goal here with this? Oh, I, I think I think that was a terror attack. I have no doubt in my mind. Even and, though those and and we're going to be given the platitudes of the political class, which is, well, we don't know anything about him. He's not part of the Muslim community. Blah blah blah. Even though those links haven't been made, 
They have not. I'd make that clear that that's just your opinion. I know you already did, but I would do it again if I were you. Daniel Greenfield, a prolific anti-Muslim blogger and writer. Well, I, I, I don't think I can get behind what you're saying, Joe. I think he was a lone nut. I said, a, a lone wolf terrorist. Yeah. A Shillman journalism fellow. And they found shit in his computer where he could go find a bigger crowd. Yeah, I, I know. But is it that outrageous to say that we, we got a problem here? And I think I think Barakat's defenders would say, well, we have white rednecks who go shoot up places. I mean, yeah. you, you can't win here. Well, I guess that's what my point was. We, we, we Timothy uh, McVeigh. Yeah. Yeah. He, we put him down, right? McVeigh? Yeah, he's yep. dead. He got yep. put to death. We did. Put to death. Was it worth it? <clears throat> All right, we ready? Yeah. Uh, just one thing. I was thinking about that yesterday. Did he do that on the anniversary of Waco? I don't well, know what July fourteenth is. It was his, his. I just read this fascinating book about Waco, and he went to Waco during all that, did a bunch of research, and that's when he really became uh, anti-government. Show he Ooh, was always anti. No, no, McVeigh. McVeigh. Oh. That's oh. McVeigh was always anti-government, but that's when he, you know, jumped. I over swear the he did that on the anniversary of uh, Waco, though, John. I think it was you, in June. You think Waco was? April. Yeah, that we're or talking about McVeigh. I, I still am talking about Barricad. Never yeah, we're mind. having two conversations here. Oh, got it. I don't know, Joe. I think I'd be a little careful with the direction you're going. I don't care. All right. Um, but what direction do you think I'm going? It it sounds like you're blaming the Muslim community to me. I That's said just, 15 times the guy's I'm, a lone I'm, wolf. I know you did. I know you uh, did. But you're making all these. Um, you're you're covering all these stats of Muslims that live in Fargo. Which I'm about to correct based on what John's finding in the census information. I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm just trying to... Waco Ken, and Oklahoma were both on April 19th. Yeah, Kenny's correct. Yep. Two Broken years of hard work, right? Savior. Yeah. Let's go. I gotta go. <laughs> that was Bob Yates' opening themes, uh, opening song when the uh, Waco thing went down. Kenny, you were off, and I was pinch-hitting. I, um, I was in Indiana driving from South Bend down to Indianapolis it was on that day. I remember man. that day. It was a soul man slam fast. Kenny, I'll take your ad here, please. Oh, well, let me uh, If you like the subject, find, one. find this book. It's fascinating. Crush. Yeah, Stephen Talty. Just got done with it. All right, we ready? Yeah. Rolling. Uh, Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushay. Uh, as far as I can tell, the only thing the Dakotas are known for is bugs. Uh, beyond that, I don't know what else they have. Uh, a lot of grassland. Uh, dragged a whole bunch of dirty, big old Sodak bugs home over the weekend. But getting them, getting them gone was really easy with bugs be gone. Listen to me. I'm a poet. Uh, the, the windshield, the grill, the bumper, they were all blanketed. Pulled into the station, so got out my little spray bottle of Bugs Be Gone. It's right there in the uh, rear passenger door pocket. Sprayed it down, 
hooked up the pump, got her going, and by the time I was ready, I just used the squeegee thing, and they came off with ease. No extra elbow grease requ- required. Uh, the Bugs Be Gone really works. It makes scrubbing bugs so easy. It breaks that sticky bond almost instantly, so you can easily wash it away. Safe for all finishes, non-toxic, water-based formula, leaves no film or haze when it dries, and we can use it on anything that has organic ick. I'm talking campers, motorcycles, boats, your golf cart, anything. Uh, just spray it on, and uh, a couple of minutes later, spray it off. Bugs be gone. Just another wonderful product from the fine folks at Seafoam. All right, let's clear up some statistics that John has found. Horowitz used statistics as provided by Daniel Greenfield, who is a conservative blogger, uh, an Israeli who's anti Muslim. And he contends that, for example, uh, what, 20. 20- Three percent of the student population in Fargo are are uh, uh, not from Fargo. They're foreign born. What are you finding according to the United States government census? According to the census, about seven percent, roughly, of the students in that area are uh, not uh, not born here. Okay, uh, it's hard to find the truth, isn't it? The population has grown since 2020 by 2,700 people. That's it? That's since it. 2020? Since 2020, yeah. So in, That's 23 uh, years ago. 2020. Is, that's three, three years I'm ago. sorry, that's three years ago. Yep. Yeah. That's the All entire right. population. And the entire population is about 9% foreign All right. of the city. Now, I wonder if they, maybe uh, he, Greenfield was including Moorhead, since everybody always includes Moorhead, although... That's true. That would be... I don't know. <laughs> that would be well, weird. here's what we got. Here's what we got. Here's how to wrap it up. You got a guy up there, Barricade, who killed a cop, wounded two others, wounded a bystander, and apparently had plans to uh, cause great tragedy at the Fargo Street Fair <laughs> and was stopped by a copper. And good for the copper. And we have a local Muslim community in Fargo who denies him. They they say we don't know of him. He's not part of our gatherings and what have you. So we'll we'll take them at their word for that. I've continued to call this guy a lone wolf terrorist, and I will continue to. Uh, I don't know that we've been deprived of any any additional knowledge. There are outlets that will continue to cover this. We just won't get any coverage in the traditional news gathering institutions locally. Maybe the Fargo Forum will continue to dig deep. Uh, And I think that uh, Drew Wrigley, based on hearing him at earlier press conferences, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. And I would think he would be on top of this. And I don't know where to take it from there. Well, that's the part to me that gets so frustrating is the fact that unless a story checks certain boxes, that determines what amount of coverage it's going to get. And I'm talking specifically about the Star Tribune. Well, my the qualifications for terrorist or terrorism, you have to have an agenda um, to influence government or society. And this guy had no agenda that we know of. He didn't murder. leave. He, he, but he didn't leave a manifesto. No, he didn't warn people. He didn't tell people, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go kill," and this is why. 
wouldn't. So, so I, I guess I disagree with your terrorist aspect. But you know, he's a lone wolf, insane, you know, jackass, a, a nutcase. Yeah, Kenny. but yeah. wouldn't yeah. Kenny the the amount of, I guess the the arsenal that he had at his disposal doesn't that? Make- well, how many other shootings have we had where where the same type of situation is played out? But since it was a white person. Or just a regular African American doing the shooting. You know, I'm just being generalizing here. We didn't refer to that as terrorism. Wouldn't we, as in the five of us, though? No, maybe not all of you, but I do. I, mean, I, I have everything that he has except Tannerite. Do you have any gasoline? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to change the subject to gasoline, I'd love. I could do ten minutes on gasoline. Well, here's another way to say it. The, the moral of the Fargo story is these tragedies can happen anywhere. There, 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 there would be the moral of the Fargo story by anybody. It can happen anywhere by any type of perpetrator. Well, and it doesn't even necessarily have to involve a firearm. Look at Kenosha, Wisconsin. People were at a freaking Christmas parade, right. for God's sake, and they were mowed down by a psychopath. I, I do think there is truth. Uh, I don't think our government will ever do anything about it, but I do think there is truth that in the numbers of people getting into America, there are bad actors. Yeah. Well, we've got plenty of homegrown bad actors. So that just reaffirms the moral. The moral of the story in Fargo is you just don't know where the hell anything could happen. Bing, bang, boom. Okay. How's that? I'll buy that. All right. I'll buy that theory. The Sunni versus Shia um, topic is a really interesting sidebar. And I wonder, have there been any incidences of that war playing out on our in this country? I'm unaware of that. Uh, uh, that's a fascinating part of uh, what you read to us. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, may I change direction completely? Please. You've got eight members of a Riverside, California family, Riverside County, who were in the recycling business. Okay. And food fraud-like... They, they came up with a scam. Uh, they got $7.2 million for recycling cans and bottles. Wow. They recycled. What they did is, I think they got an otter situation coming up here, okay. as in Animal House. Uh, I think they can go otter on the government. Okay. They smuggled into California... <laughs> 178 tons of cans and bottles. Oh, they stole this idea from Kramer on Seinfeld. <laughs> so, so they 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 redeemed 7.6 million dollars for aluminum cans, plastic bottles, and glass bottles that were brought over illegally from Arizona. Brilliant. And the California people are saying this is against the law. You can't recycle. Arizona products, what's to stop them from saying, we're not going to let you tell us that we're not going to help save the earth by recycling products. they got to go otter on them. If it's aluminum, it's aluminum. Don't don't rain on our parade, Chris. What? No. Help me understand why that's illegal. 
Well, you get more uh, money for it in California, apparently. Because it's an ongoing... Uh, uh, okay, you don't know. Yes, I do. It's, <laughs> they were discovered as part of an ongoing initiative by Cal Recycle to identify and arrest those who tried to defraud California residents of recycling redemption credits that are, that are meant to encourage the use of California Redemption Value Program. This allows Californians to return beverage containers to privately owned recycling centers in exchange for five cents to ten cents per container. Funded by Californians, every time they purchase an, il- an eligible item, the CRV tax is tacked onto the total cost, but can be redeemed upon return by redeeming ineligible items from outside the state. Okay. Hmm. Consumers effectively steal money from the pockets of Californians. I see. All right. Okay. You get it now? So if the can if everything had been produced in the state of California, they would have been, right. been fine. Okay. So but food fraud like, they figured out a scam. Let's go get all the cans and bottles. We got a lot coming in here. Yep. But that ain't enough. Let's go to Arizona and smuggle in 120 tons of this crap and turn it in for for reimbursement. Cash money. You're not going to sit here, State of California, and tell (laughs) tell me me. that we're going to allow the United States of America to become despoiled Mm -hmm. by products no matter where those products are found. Mm -hmm. I have resisted getting involved in a scam like this with me. (laughs) Listen, with me. Raccoons, skunks, badgers, and red fox and possums. South Dakota pays $10 per tail between, I think it's mm, April 1st and July 1st. Um, it's a predator nest protection thing. Mm-hmm. And the scam is you and your buddies, raccoons aren't worth anything. You catch and kill as many coons as possible over the course of a year. Put them in the freezer. Oh, my God. A- April 2nd. <laughs> Gross. Roll down to South Dakota. Your buddy who lives there, because you can't be a non-resident, so you got a buddy that lives there. Give them to him. Drop off five thousand raccoon tails. Hey, <laughs> Here's Kenny with news <laughs> but, from the crappy coffee shop. And the reason I haven't done it Throw is just the it's just one word. The reason I haven't done it, lazy. Lazy. Oh, I thought you were going to say jail. Here no, comes, not jail. Not. Here comes <laughs> Kenny with, the, with six yetis. They're froze. You snip their tails off out, out in the woods. You, you don't even take the oh, carcass. Oh, you don't take the carcass. No, and then oh. you toss the tails in the freezer. Well, that These fine. guys are going to wow. be in bigger trouble. For figuring out a seven million dollars than scam, any criminal, than any food fraudster in Minnesota, oh, yeah, that too. Uh, within with stealing two hundred and fifty million. This happened in twenty eighteen too. A group of Arizonans was busted after defrauding California for sixteen point one million because they trucked over hundreds of tons of recyclables. I uh, I one hundred percent endorse this. This, this is, is awesome. Fantastic. This is fantastic. And all they got to do is go water on them. <laughs> yep. Why we want a clean earth? What's wrong did, with you? How did Cali find out? That's about what I this? was going to ask. I wonder how they got busted. Uh, Are there markings on a can? the Cal Recycle Hotline. Oh, oh my God. They got snitched upon. Snats, you can't trust anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, we still have a snitch line here, don't we? I kind of have a fond thought about them. 
Yeah. Don't get to seven million. You're doing the Lord's work. They cleaning were playing up the, the game, cleaning up the recyclables. You're not going to allow this yes, country come to on. fall into ruin and the disrepair the public parks. See, now this this would be covered in my class, my community college class on teaching people how to smuggle drugs across the country. This would be another one if you're doing anything drug related, high volume, and we could just throw in recyclables here. Yep. Don't tell anybody. No. Right. Nobody. Trust no one. The Nobody. Criminally incompetent. You know, yes. imagine, yes. Joe, if the state of Minnesota had this very similar campaign, but with cardboard, you'd be a zillion. Oh, my <laughs> God. I just, you know, before I die, what I'd like. What's that, Joe? A cardboard-free month. Good, good luck. Wow. Boy, oh goals. Boy, oh boy. Hashtag goals. You when know you, what, Matt? You got to have goals. When you, you hear the, uh, when you hear the old <laughs> Minor modest. UPS yep. or the Amazon truck accelerate, and, and or I should say decelerate, you know it's stopping at your end of your driveway, it's, right? It's pretty much gotten to that point. <laughs> Here's the braking. He doesn't even look. He knows. And there, are, there are products that once taken out of the cardboard, which is then my problem, the cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. Yeah, you don't need to know. You probably don't want to know. So here's what I love. She orders stuff. It comes once a week. And it comes in a styrofoam container. And it has the freezer pack inside the styrofoam container inside of the big cardboard box. The item she actually ordered is about the size of my cell phone. Yeah. And I'm thinking, wh- wh- why, do you, why do we need all of this? Mm-hmm. Guy needs to be in the cardboard business, doesn't he? Well, today there was a there was a, a an implement on the table that looked like a barbell. Okay. Oh, a, shake weight. It had it had a round base. <laughs> do, do you know what a shake weight is? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What's a shake weight? We'll, we'll Google it for you and uh, show you. It had a round base. And a uh-huh. bowl sticking up with another round with another round thing I, at the top. Was it left out by accident? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is this something that should be you know What the hell are you talking about? Locked Crap, up with, oh. locked yeah. up for twenty three hours what and thirty minutes a day. Oh, well, it looks like a barbell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What it is is it's to help a kid learn how to dive. What? You, you put it, you take it to the wherever you're getting your swimming lessons. Okay. You put it in the water and then you dive over it. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a little pole. Well, I, you could make one in about two seconds. Yeah, right. It, it makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. Some PVC and some end caps. That's all yeah. you. That's all yeah. you got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rook, now, help me. But now I got the cardboard. I <laughs> could put away the cardboard. Rook, help me. This, I believe, was um, covered extensively by the Channel 5 crack news team way oh, back in right, the day, wasn't right. it? Oh, major drug sweep right. in Minnesota. Few details are being released, but we do know that they made one bust in Maplewood. That's where Jeff Curley is standing by Bouncing right now. Jeff, all over the have going on for us? They're still out. inside searching for evidence. I'm told six people oh. have been arrested and charged with intent to possess and deliver cocaine. I'm told as much as 44 pounds of cocaine. There. That is not the... Like that? <laughs> That's not the beginner's uh, unit there. No, you got to work your way up to that one. <laughs> the best is Uh-oh. they go live 
Five yeah. goes live right at the top well, of the six o'clock news, that and purpose. that cop said, "Hold on, oh wait a minute, wait until that first. camera Watch is this. freaking rolling." <laughs> Are you live yet? <laughs> what is what, what barbell thing? This is still on uh, the internet. What does what does a guy Google? It's you... uh, it's it's going to be on the GL website. Um, okay, if All you right. go to the YouTube, just search um, Channel Five and that device that starts with the D. You know, I must basically, despite my flaws, mm-hmm. I must basically be a decent human being. Because my mind is not in the gutter. We, we can't figure out if you're faking it or if you really are this naive. No, right. he's really this naive. The shake weight <laughs> is a legitimate workout exercise thing. <clears throat> and it's oh it's something on a handle. You hold it like this in front of your face. Yeah. And you shake it back and, and forth. And it oscillates. Kenny, you're really good it at that. oscillates. It's supposed Kenny's, to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeff Crilly, right, was the yes. field reporter. Jeff um, Crilly and Mark Sapels was the and anchor. Never mind. Poor Jeff is going to have to live with this still shot in infamy. No, Joe, just ever. Google shake weight I commercial. I, I don't want to hurry into EcoFun. Yes. What do you got? What do you well, got? In now's Eco? the time to you, act. You got another week in July, and uh, you can get a Bentelli and Scootstar. Uh, quality bikes at an amazing sale price this July. This is where you buy one and you get the second one at half price. That's a less expensive one at half price. Not to mention, while you're there, will you check out the uh, Vanderhall Roadster, the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, the youth recreational equipment, golf carts, 4x4s, helmets, apparel. But what a time to get to EcoFun and get the new electric bike. Get out into the parking lot. Have Kalen teach you everything you need to know about it, including the right fit, the right size, the right tires, the right options, the right equipment, everything. Bentelli and Scoot Stars on sale through July. These are the highest quality electric bikes. That's an amazing sale price. You're buying one mm-hmm. at the regular price or, or whatever that sale price is. Then you're getting a, the less expensive version if, or model for half price. Hell yeah. Go to EcoFund, get two electric bikes. Why not? There's a week left in July. And while you're there, test that Vanderhall Roadster. I'm looking at a picture of the Vanderhall Roadster that has a little hardtop option. Oh, you know damn well I can't go look at that. No, you'll, no, you'll come home with I it. I want that more than I want a golf cart. Oh. This thing is, look at that thing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. You know what you're talking about there? Total fun. Total fun. TF. So I got that going for me. What TF? Which is nice. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97, west of 35, immediately west, not far at all. And in Burnsville, EcoFun Motorsports on the service road of life near uh, County Road 42. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Why would you have a shake weight? What would that It's an do? exercise. Uh, For what? It's to, it's to tone your muscles. Well, then why, is that, why does that get the Snickers? Why not? I mean, isn't that a legitimate... Uh, like I said, you have to, go, you you have to Google the, it. You've got to see the instructional It's video. a visual. It's a you have visual. to watch it in action, so to speak. So to speak. Thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yep. Well. And uh, if you come home and somebody's using the shake weight... Best to just ease back out of the room and ease the door shut. And uh, all right, this give is it, killing me. Give I it gotta some. go to the fucking Google. Yeah, watch the filter. We're still on the console. 
There's gonna work. Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, for criminy, criminy. Oh, Jesus. Oh. What are they called? Shake weights? Yeah. 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 Uh. Looks pretty damn normal to me. <laughs> John, when you get to your midway point of your yes. newscast, will you throw it to me, please? Yes, sir. Thank yes, you. sir. I think if the news about the UFO stuff turns out to be true, it's it's going to be the gaslighting that we've received over the past 80 years. Here's a yeah. gal using one. Yep. She looks pretty fit, huh? Yep. She looks pretty fit, huh? Well, I, I have UFO stuff coming up after John. Okay. All right. Let's go. Hang on. We're I'll done at 1.30. I'm aware. Unless the guy I'm playing with is chickening out. I went for a walk yesterday. It wasn't bad. How'd you like to go walk around the 3M this today? Ooh, that'd that, be tough. That'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't John, it? John, we did a uh, Krabby without you yesterday. I know. That's fine. How was it? Uh, it was actually pretty good. Don, we talked about uh, Barbie yeah. and Oppenheimer, and then we did a couple of nonsense stories after we came back from the break. Got it. Uh, I, I don't add much anyway, so I figured it'd be fine. <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer, she really, really loved. She said it's a, a masterpiece. That's, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's brilliant. I need to go see that. Um, we're just going to go straight to uh, Johnny. No ad here. Oh, okay. Okay. Ready, Joe? <laughs> uh, yeah. Rolling. What? Chris. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Minneapolis police say that two children were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries after bullets went through the duplex where they lived early in the morning. According to a police report, officers responded to a shot spotter activation at 3.36 this morning. It was on the 3000 block of Emerson Avenue North for a report of gunfire damage to a duplex. Officers said they provided care for a 7-year-old girl inside the duplex who had an apparent gunshot wound and an 11-year-old boy with an apparent graze wound, both taken to North Memorial Medical Center. Officers say they found evidence of gunfire in the street and the forensic unit processed the scene. Police Chief Brian O'Hara said police don't think it was a case of random gunfire. Anyone with any information or tips asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. Minnetonka city officials say two men are in custody after allegedly going across the metro area, posing as local construction contractors after deliberately damaging homes in order to have business. Did you guys see yeah. the invoice yes. that was left? Yeah. What okay. was your first thought, Chris? Ding, bleeping, ding. I was like looking for leprechaun? Yes, I went immediately to the leprechaun picture. I thought that would match that perfectly. Anybody that fell for these clouds is an idiot. Earlier this week, officials say a homeowner in Minnetonka was visited by contractors who offered to fix her home's chimney. 
When the contractors gave the homeowner photos of the damaged chimney, she noticed the invoice was handwritten and then called the company listed, only to find out the people who came to her home were not connected to the company. The woman also found broken chimney pieces in her backyard. According to Minnetonka Police Captain Andy Gardner, the homeowner then asked the crew for identification and additional information. She eventually called police, who sent detectives to the address and arrested the suspects. The two men are in federal custody after being identified by members of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and could be formally charged with theft, criminal damage, and more. Officials say the men are from England. City officials say the contractors would be on uh, occasion, say the contractors would on occasion offer to drive the homeowners to a bank in order to get paid. In addition, city officials say there were two teens traveling with the crew. They're now in protective custody. Paid a full, written in pencil. They were Englishmen? Yep. English accents. But the handwriting looks like they wrote it with their mouth. Yes, it looks like oh, a kindergartner it looks, did it's it. Awful, just awful. Yeah. Let's see, turn that yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, check check that out on Channel 5's website, folks. If you haven't seen it, you'll want to see that yeah. invoice. Ding ding! I found a leprechaun. It's almost as if we just said, "Hey, uh, boys, can you throw an invoice together real quick?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got it. Like, we we just printed them up. Star Tribune reporting Excel Energy's second quarter profits fell 12% and missed analysts' forecasts as the company grappled with unfavorable weather in Colorado and an adverse rate case ruling here in Minnesota. Excel posted second quarter earnings of $288 million, or 52 cents a share, down from $328 million, or 60 cents a share a year ago. Stock analysts polled by Zach's Investment Research were expecting profits of about 55 cents. Part of the problem, according to Excel, unfavorable weather. Unfavorable weather in the utility business refers to sustained higher than normal temps during heating season sapping gas demand. Excel also said its earning weakness was fueled by higher interest in operating costs and because uh, they got a rate case decision here in Minnesota that went against them, leaving them with less than expected revenue. Minnesota Orchestra teaming up with First Avenue for a future outdoor venue in North Minneapolis. The Upper Harbor Terminal Redevelopment's Community Performing Arts Center will be an 8,000-seat amphitheater along the Mississippi River. First Avenue will manage the venue, and the Minnesota Orchestra will be a strategic partner. Orchestra President and CEO Michelle Miller-Burns said, We see it as a way to bring a bigger musical vision to this region. Both of us are committed to creating and sustaining a dynamic musical environment here in Minnesota, so it just felt like a really natural coming together. The Upper Harbor Terminal Community Performing Arts Center set to open in 2025. You Who's paying for this? Uh, I would assume the orchestra and First Ave. Well, First Ave's just going to manage it. That doesn't mean that they're going to invest. Yeah, First Ave doesn't have any money. Well, that and they're, I, they're running on a shoestring all the time. Do you have an address? I was wondering the same thing. Where where exactly is Down it? Down on the river. Down, well, down, down in Mississippi there. Thanks. So, there, I'm drink. South north, of Broadway, north, north of Plymouth, south like of that. Plymouth. It's right is around it, in there. Is where, it Boom Island? Where the river rats do their bit? Yeah, yeah we're in there. Where is area. it? Let's nail this down. It's hey, right by the river. I want to know about parking. Where are we going to park? And, hey, who wants to head to north for a show? A well, there's a big difference summer. between north and northeast. True. That's and, true. And it sounds like this might be northeast. Do you guys see, uh, off the beaten track here, uh, speaking of first to have the Pretenders are playing 7th Street Entry? Which the would Entry? Be, it would be amazing. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of small halls. They're, oh, they're going to be the opening act for Guns N' Roses 
uh, on the big stage stages in America. While yeah. they're doing that, they're doing small, very tiny oh, clubs. Oh, that's cause, cool. Because Chrissy Hind wanted to get back to playing small clubs. That's, and, that's 300 people. That, yeah, at three, the most three hundred people. The tickets sold out in one minute, and now what could they? What could they charge <clears throat> for that? What could they, they were, make? They were charging sixty dollars uh, per ticket, uh, but now they all sold out in one minute, and now they're on oh, you know, ticket not Ticketmaster, but uh, the secondary markets for up to six hundred dollars. I will say this: Wow, I would I would rather see a show in the entry than the main room. It is the best room in town. That's an eight. That's eighteen thousand dollars. Three hundred tickets at sixty bucks. It's crowded and sweaty. It's got a great sound system, and you are right on top of the band. Mm-hmm. It's just the best room in in town. Well, we'll see you there. I'm sure. We'll Looks like you. they're yeah. back on the chain gang, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Got a boy, the wheels turning. What's wrong with you? Saw the wheels turning. Oh, oh boy, yeah. where's he gonna go? Speaking, going? speaking of shows, uh, the Jonas Brothers have announced another show. And I remember they played the State Fair last year. Uh, this morning, the band announced an additional show at Excel Energy Center as part of an extension of their tour. Oh, what show are you going months, to, Rook? I'm sorry, this is two months after the State Fair show. Pardon me. Uh, we like Joey Jonas. Ah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the is new there a show, Joey Jonas? I don't know. I, I have no idea. The new show is set for November 19th. That's two months after the State Fair show on September 1st. Tickets go on sale August 4th at 10 a.m. Uh, let's uh, talk to our friend Chris Reavers, and then we'll be back with more news. Thank you, John. You know what? North American Banking Company was so nice to celebrate 30 years of Garage Logic as they are the presenting sponsor for all of those highlights and one that you're just going to hear here in just a moment. But North American Banking Company is here for you. If you're looking at making a switch from your big bank, then they want to take care of you and your family. My location is at Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th and France. Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location that's over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but you know what? They're going to take care of you. They're also locally owned and operated, which means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this is going to help business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you are never going to be one of them. And that's because when they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities has not. There is no shortage of options, and they get that. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. You can see them on their website, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. I did not know that they were opening for Guns N' Roses, John. That's an unusual ticket. <laughs> Your mic is muted still, John. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're opening for uh, Guns N' Roses on the, the big, uh, you know, big hall. Are those guys fans, or is it just... I have no idea. No no clue. I, might I don't think been, it... Yeah, I don't think it works like that. Just been thrown together, I'm guessing. Because they're doing a lot of... Um, Hey, we might sell another couple of tickets if we mix in somebody that's completely unrelated to the to the headliner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rook. 
Talk to me, Goose. I got accepted for Bring a Trailer. Ha-ha. Congra- My car will be going up any minute now, any day. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> Is it on that? Uh, With a $30,000 reserve. That's is it that sketchy one? It's not sketchy. It's all right. Yeah, it's sketchy. <laughs> well, it can't be if I'm selling it on Bring a Trailer. They vet you pretty good. Well, were you honest? Yep. That the thing has got mismatched doors and she's no. lopsided <laughs> dog tracks. Jesus Christ, it doesn't have mismatched in. doors. Blinker doesn't work. On. One it's wheel's weird. bigger than the other. No, it's not. <laughs> Any town council member listening who might be interested, Kenny is lying at the moment. So, yeah. Why are you, you sucking up, John? What's your deal? Well, he's John's correct. Kenny's just lying and trying to cause trouble. Rook, when John's done with his news, Yo. could you please give me an escape? I can do it. Why does everybody hate Andrea Mitchell? Is she conservative or something? Is that why everybody hates her? Is she a newscaster? Yeah, yeah. NBC, right? Yeah. Andrea Mitchell. She, I don't. I, I haven't seen her in ages. She's on MSNBC all the time. She kind of picks on every, everybody equally. So I don't. Yeah. What did? Well, I'll just read the story. If you guys covered it yesterday, you tell me. All right. Uh, Let's go here. Let's see. Jeez. Are we good with? <clears throat> oh. Yeah, let's just go right to Johnny here. Okay, I'm rolling. Is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. In other news, lawyers for Donald Trump met this morning with members of special counsel Jack Smith's team ahead of a potential indictment over the former president's efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. The meeting included Trump lawyer John Laurel. Trump himself confirmed the meeting in a post on his Truth Social Network saying, my attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning, explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by many lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy the country. He added, there's no indication of notice that was given during the meeting uh, he's expected at some point in the next few days uh, to be indicted on those charges uh, meanwhile your president was part of a panel talking about protecting communities from the extreme heat Joe. oh good and uh, your president had this to say well, well it's not going to alleviate it right heat problem right now but we also have a number of programs to do everything from uh, allow people to have the ability to get help to literally paint their roofs white, to uh, change their, the, their, their, their windows and doors and get tax credits for doing it. So- get up there, paint your shingles paint white, your shingles and white. then watch your yard fill up with white paint. <laughs> I think he meant the walls of the house. Uh, he said roof. Oh. He did say roof. Probably he meant uh, ceiling. Speaking. Did you see McConnell yesterday? You see McConnell? Yeah. yeah I, I, got, I, got, I got that coming up. Oh, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, John. Right. I didn't do the stair, though. He did the thousand yard stair. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Well, we can talk about when I read this story later. But uh, a federal judge's upending of Hunter Biden's plans to wind up his legal troubles before his dad's 2024 reelection campaign has heightened the legal peril for President Biden's son, could give the president's political opponents fresh ammunition. In an extraordinary courtroom drama yesterday, the judge expressed concern. 
concerns about a proposed plea deal under which the younger Biden would have likely served no time in prison in exchange for a guilty plea on two tax charges and avoided a gun charge by agreeing to remain drug free and never owning a firearm again. Instead of the carefully choreographed way most plea deals roll out, U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norieka refused to approve either the tax or the gun agreement, saying they contained what she called atypical provisions and needed further study. And Justice Department lawyers left open the possibility the president's son could face more charges, including related to his foreign lobbying, prompting a disagreement with defense attorneys. The Justice Department has long been investigating whether Hunter Biden or a Ukrainian consulting firm, Burisma, that hired him should have registered under the Foreign Agents Registration Act. But prosecutors have faced challenges in pursuing any such charges, including that Hunter Biden routinely hired third parties, such as lobbying and law firms. Norieka gave both sides 30 days to provide more information. At that point, the younger Biden could plead guilty and formalize the agreements he has already negotiated. If the judge declines to approve that deal, then he would likely need to proceed to a court trial. These are third rail people. <clears throat> nothing will ever happen, just like nothing will ever happen with Trump. Remember the old days when I think it was the Kennedy family? They didn't like somebody. They just stuck them in the uh, in the Twitch farm. Yeah. Well, including their own child. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Start yeah. drilling holes in his head. The only was a her. It was a her. The yeah. only question. I mean, I, Hunter. Yeah, but well, go the ahead. only question I have about Hunter is he he didn't pay taxes on one and a half million dollars of income. Okay. Doing what? Well, I think he was selling weed, wasn't he? He doesn't have a job. <laughs> selling. Weed. For example, we should, uh, in the international effort, we've we've got a commitment to, you know, plant a billion trees over the next several That'll years do worldwide. Yeah, one why? billion. That's that's okay. a lot of trees. A lot of trees. He is not even he's not even trustworthy enough to be a drug dealer. That was an insult to all drug dealers. I apologize. <laughs> Weird moment yesterday, as we've already discussed, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell appeared suddenly unable to speak during a yeah, press conference. He froze up, didn't he, John? He did. Yeah. Uh, he was briefly led away by concerned GOP colleagues. Although when I looked around, they all were looking around like, "What do we do now?" Yeah. Nobody really did anything. McConnell returned to the press conference and assured reporters he was fine after after being helped about his health, asked about his health. Wow, maybe I should be led away. McConnell told reporters later Wednesday night he spoke to President Biden by phone after his freeze-up. He said, the president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbag, the minority leader said. The parent huh? reference. Well, a little joke reference. between the president and uh, Mitch, yeah. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Reference to Biden's comments in June after he tripped over a sandbag. Uh, pressed on what happened, McConnell repeated, I'm fine. That's the important part. Is anybody else alarmed that you know yeah. every person in a position of authority is about 165 years yeah. old? In this Nancy country? Pelosi. Yes, McConnell. They have no business being in there. Do we have a, a mandatory retirement age? Hell yes. Didn't Mitch Absolutely. have a concussion recently? He, he yes. may have, this he might not fell, have been a scroll. Right? Yeah, he did a face plant right in the taters. Yeah. Was he hit in the head with a hammer, or was no? That was Pelosi. That was Pelosi's husband. Pelosi's husband. Right. Yeah. He had a visitor. Yes. Um, he did. Mitch is going to tip out of the canoe here any minute. You're going to make me say it, aren't you, Chris? I know. You get the Q and A newsletter continuously now. I actually get it digitally. <laughs>
Former Donald Trump lawyer. Hell, I'm one of the contributors, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I Ken believe sends it. it to me directly. <laughs> Former Donald Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani is admitted to making false statements regarding election workers the former president claimed had tampered with ballots in the 2020 presidential election count in Georgia. In a court filing, the former mayor of New York conceded, yeah, he had made up the statements and had published them to third parties, but said uh, it won't change, change his argument. He said all those were constitutionally protected as First Amendment speech. Giuliani did not contest that they were false statements. The statement by a Republican lawyer came as part of a defamation lawsuit brought by Ruby Freeman and Wandria Moss, who alleged they had faced harassment after Giuliani and Trump claimed they had counted extra votes. The two, you may remember this, were said to have removed ballots from suitcases and underneath tables after the count had ended in Fulton County, Georgia. Officials in the state debunked the claims, saying the absentee ballots had been removed from carrier cases while counting was still ongoing, according to the local paper there. Ted Goodman, political advisor to the former mayor, told Newsweek that Giuliani did not acknowledge that the statements were false, but he did not contest it in order to move on to the portion of the case that will permit things to move forward. I wonder why Giuliani went bananas. He was not only the mayor of New York, he was an acclaimed mayor of New York. He, was a, he did a great job. He and cleaned he, it up. He, you, you tie your wagon to that dumb Trump, you're screwed. I, what do you mean he cleaned it up? He took all of the fun out of New York City. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, it no, it was Suddenly per- it was safe. It was yeah. a perfect town for the likes of Rookie. The rest of us that like to live it up and have fun <laughs> were screwed. Yeah. They made me put my beer in in a brown paper bag when I was walking around and drinking in Manhattan. Yeah. Huh. When you were sleeping in a stairwell? Creeps. No, we Rook. didn't have to sleep. We had, well, yeah, we didn't. No. Yeah, Rook, there, was, yeah. there was no sleeping. Rook just wanted to make sure you weren't on the dope, Kenny, okay? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to make sure you're not on the reefer. <laughs> I think Giuliani went crazy when he started dyeing his hair. Remember when he was at that oh, press conference? He was sweating run down his face. <laughs> like an oil leak. <laughs> Wasn't that the Four Seasons bit? Yeah, yeah. Not where the chick was in the room. That's a different one. That's a different one. Yeah. Well, he he needs to be at the farm. Yeah. Uh, Musician death, Sinead O'Connor, found dead yesterday in a private residence. The eight-time Grammy nominee won Best Alternative Music Performance in 1991 for her international breakthrough album, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got. Additionally, she won three MTV Video Music Awards for Nothing Compares to You, the Prince song. That she covered that track hit number one in several countries in ireland it was number one for 11 weeks and the billboard music awards named it the number one world single of 1990. her offstage actions overshadowing her three octave vocal range and obvious talents her most controversial american tv moment came back in 1993 when she was on saturday night live she ripped up a picture of the pope she messed with the deuce man yeah but she wasn't wrong I was just going to say, uh, she was proven right. Yeah. Uh, former protest against sexual abuse within the Catholic Church. She spoke often about her mental health issues, had tried to commit suicide twice in the past. An autopsy will determine the cause of death. She was 56 years old. Is that, it's not a perfect song, but she really, I mean, that's a great tune. Uh, that she why did she wonderful. and Prince fight about it? Her and Prince didn't get along. I think Prince had different ideas about the song. And we were wondering, too, yesterday when it broke, John, did Prince write that song for her? Because he didn't release... No. It, there's a version by him somewhere, I've heard, I know. But did that come up before she recorded that? That's what I was trying I to wonder. I can't answer that okay. question. Well, her but, version was much better than his. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I don't think she wrote it specifically, or he wrote it specifically for she her. She was no-go zone from about the age of 10. <laughs> she shaved her head, though. That's kind of, that's where you've got to hang on here. Let's reassess. You know why? <laughs> she was on the dope? Yeah. No. Reefer. She, she uh, said all the record label executives tried to make her look glamorous. Yeah. And she said, screw that. I'm not she doing said, that. She said, I'll show you. She, she went the squeaky from route. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Actor, still, oh, Brittany! I, did. I was, was going to so, say, did I thought she was gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, yes, she, she was good looking. She was very pretty. Yeah. Oh very man. Well, it's bastards like you that forced yeah, her to shave her head. Part of the establishment. You misogynist I, old fool. I would say in her prime, nothing, <laughs> nothing Boom. compared to her. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to Rook for commentary. Fancy restaurant. Yeah, rookie. Note. You know what? I would love if you did this once a week just to agitate the two that aren't in this room. We should have a music podcast rookies, with Rookie. Rookie's Musical Minute yes. once once a week at least. That's how long the show should last. A minute. <laughs> you should. Uh, all right, uh, it's a minute we're, too long. If we're going to do that, you got to do it on Fridays when I don't work because I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> And it's nothing but lyrical puns. That's all it is. 100%. I have some... Uh, Loosely binder material for Joe here. Yeah. I'm ready. Man arrested over the weekend after he drove a Jeep off the pier at Whitefish Point State Harbor while allegedly intoxicated. Never did that. Oh, who hasn't wanted to, though? Come I've on. A bicycle, Always, but not yeah. a car. <laughs> the green Jeep landed in the shallows of Lake Superior in Paradise, the report said. The driver and passenger were not injured, uh, and it happened. The Michigan State Police say... At 4.30 in the morning, Saturday, ah, July Nothing 22nd. good happens at 4.30 in the morning. Time to go to bed. It's yeah. the only time it happens. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's about to go face first to Croatia. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, I tell you what, Kenny, we will take you on the trip, and uh, we'll drive you right into the drink. What? <laughs> We might leave you there. No, seriously. <laughs> Check out escapewithusvacations.com for all of your travel needs. You don't have to be going to Croatia, but I actually will be going to Croatia with the whole crew next year in July, July 14th to the 21st. A couple spots are still open, so if you'd like to look into it, get all of the dope at escapewithusvacations.com. My two sisters, Teresa and Maria, have a travel agency, and they've been on this trip before, and it was so much fun, they decided to do it again. So many garage logicians have already signed up. If you want more information, it's an eight-day cruise from Split to Dubrovnik next year in July. So you got some time to save up some money. Here's the deal. You go to escapewithusvacations.com. You've got the all the prices. You've got all the information, what you're getting, and it's a really long list. It's going to be a blast, and you get, a, take, you get to take a look at the MS Adriatic King. That's the private yacht that we're going to be on. I'm so excited for this trip, and I can't wait to sail with you garage logicians. So... If you want to go to escapewithusvacations.com, do that today and get all the information. If you have some specific questions, pick up the phone and dial 651-788-4338. If you're not going to Croatia, use a travel agent from Escape With Us Vacations. It is cheap insurance. Again, escapewithusvacations.com. Hey. What's uh, what is the number on that? Uh, twenty seven hundred per. Yeah, it's not bad actually. 
For eight days? Yeah. Is it all inclusive? Uh, I think you drinks. I think you're buying your drinks. Where do, you fly, drinks are super where do you fly to? Croatia. But thanks. <laughs> do you stop into Amsterdam? <laughs> uh, my guess is you probably would fly into Amsterdam um, just because that's a central location. Pick up some supplies. Yep. You need some I was tulips? just wondering maybe you fly into Amsterdam and then accidentally miss the boat. Get lost. Just have to stick in. Just so you can see the tulips. They're going to London. Stay there. True. You haven't been briefed. Yeah, no, I haven't I, been briefed on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. I mean, how let's many go. ads left? I, that's what I was trying to do. Let's see if we're done. Barricades being erected outside the Fulton County Courthouse as we speak. Hmm. Oh boy. For what? Well, they're going to indict Trump. Oh, nothing will come of it. You at the barricade, listen to this. You have no friends. You're on your own. What musical? I have no don't, idea. Don't know. Les Miserables. That's the only one you've ever been to. No, no. I've seen a lot. <laughs> That's my favorite, though. No, you've been to everyone that has a media night. Yes. <laughs> Jagged, <laughs> Jagged Little Pill is August. I just got the invite for that one. Ain't nobody oh. got time for that. That'd be uh, interesting. Jagged be Little Pill. Yeah. Johnny, you can get tickets for that. Nah, I don't. I'm, really I'm leaving at one thirty, whether you're done or not. All right, let's go here. No ad, Joe's let's ready. Let's go here. I'll let you know how it is, Johnny. Thanks, Rick. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Were the congressional hearings on UFOs yesterday it? Is that it? Are we done? There's got to be more. We solved all the issues. There's we? no way. We can rest on that alone. So much was uncovered and discovered yesterday that this is going to continue. This is the snowball at the top of the hill just starting out. Uh, according to a, a Channel 4 site, uh, a story on a site li- uh, today, there's been 2,000 reported Minnesota UFO sightings. Wow. Hmm. Uh, the most recent being July eight. Where? Two weeks ago in really? South St. Paul. Come on. When a no. reporter saw the same object four times over an hour. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, no, That's we're not. The, <clears throat> the oldest sighting in the Minnesota database is from 1932. Huh. My mother has told me this story a number of times in my life, and I wanted it to be reported as it's a fairly early sighting, the report states. In the fall of 1932, her parents were at their cabin at South Long Lake outside of Brainerd. It was a nice clear night, so they were outside enjoying the weather. They suddenly saw a light flash across the sky, which then paused and hovered over the lake for five minutes before taking off. It made no noise. The other cabin dwellers had gone in for the night, so they were the only witnesses. But both of them had seen it. Since there was very little airplane traffic in 1932 and no helicopters, there really wasn't much else it could have been. Isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, but most of the Minnesota sightings are typical of Minnesota. Uh, well, I saw something, but I, don't I saw know. a glimmer of light. There's yeah, some Swede one. that got into the mushrooms. Right. Yeah. Uh, the database contains 100 sightings in St. Paul, 150 in Minneapolis. The, the best, <laughs> right in the city, right? Right. The there. best, the best one is that Val Johnson case. Yep. 
That's uh, the uh, Minnesota Historical Society has kept track of that. That was Marshall County Deputy Sheriff Val Johnson in 1979. In fact, it's considered one of the most credible cases in the United States. Hmm. Per the uh, Historical Society, Johnson was driving on State Highway 220 in Marshall County around 1.40 a.m. on Aug. 27, 1979, when he saw a light in the sky. Mm -hmm. Johnson said the light entered his car, and as it did, he heard glass breaking and lost consciousness. When he woke up 40 minutes later, his car had been moved more than 850 feet from where he stopped and was severely damaged. The car is still on display at the Marshall County Historical Society in Warren, Minnesota. He suffered burns to his eyes, and the clock and and his wristwatch both lost 14 minutes, he said. Okay. Johnson became a national celebrity following the incident, and it has been referred on TV shows such as The X-Files and Fargo. In 2019, Newsweek called the Johnson incident the 10th most credible UFO sighting in history. I'd like to know what the top nine were. Yeah. Uh, WCCO looked back at Johnson's story in 2015, and he declined to be interviewed. He's now, uh, I think, living in retirement. and well, He's got to be really old. Doesn't want any part of this. Right. So uh, that that does ring true. I remember that distinctly. Don't you guys remember that on the news? No, I don't. I've oh. only read and seen a video I've known. Oh, I remember the night it broke on the news. It was... Uh, what year was that? 1979. Yeah, I know. I don't think I, I was had, paying attention to this. I had year. other concerns in 79. <laughs> Not me. I, uh... Yeah, well... We devoting my life from, to the news as I do now. From Professor Buzzkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hearings are were absolutely fascinating. I watched the whole thing this morning, and I'll probably watch it again. Learned some very are interesting things. Are they going things. today again? Uh, not that I know oh, of, no. You're just going to rewatch it. It was about a little bit over, I think it was two and a half hours, actually. That's all. Two hours and 15 minutes. It's the first time I've witnessed a committee hearing like this where there wasn't partisan rancor. Uh, both sides are getting along uh, pretty well. And OAC, is that is that what we call her? We call her AOC. AOC. She did not come off as an idiot. Well, what did she say? Yeah, she had some questions that were valid. Really? Yeah, it was just mostly... Um, Senators and, and uh, representatives asking questions of these three witnesses. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Only because they, I just heard a barking noise. Yeah, they're cheering because the Bills just came oh, back yeah. against the Cardinals. Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the traveling linemen. It was on this day in 1898. Joe, today is July 27th. Alexander Ramsey, who frequently makes these uh, bits. Yeah, he? we really do follow him, don't we? Uh, he had served as governor during the Civil War. He set the cornerstone of the third state capitol building. Designed by Cass Gilbert, the capitol was a memorial to Minnesota's Civil War soldiers. Now, that's our current capital, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 1898? I thought the current one... Look it up. Cass Gilbert? Freestanding uh, Dome? We don't know and I that. certainly remember this case. With urgency, I remember this case. On this day in 1972, July 27th, kidnappers took Virginia Piper, 
wife of investment banker Harry C. Piper Jr. They took her from her home out Minnetonka Way. She was released near Duluth after a ransom of $1 million was paid. <laughs> At the time, the highest such payment ever now, made. It was paid by Dude and Walter? And was it a ringer? Yeah. And it was his wife's? No, it was paid by... Uh, I can get you a toe. I think... I think Harry uh, Piper arranged to have it paid. The current state capitol building is the third building, Joe. Well, that's the one that's we're the talking one. about. Yep. Sibley uh, laid the cornerstone for the third state capitol building yep. designed by Cass Gilbert. Well, that was 1898, but I don't think it opened until about what? 1905. 1905. You really got to wonder. It, it can't be easy to pick a ransom amount, right? Mm-hmm. You want it affordable. You don't want to ask for too much, but you right. still need enough to retire on. Like, for instance, how much would you pay, Such, to get the CP back? You going to pay a million bucks? Yeah. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course I'd sell everything I yes, own. Yes. yes, everything must go. Yep. <laughs> how much would you pay, Kenny? I don't. I don't have jack shit. Neither do I. I'm gonna need all that. I got an old Minneapolis Moline tractor. I paid 500 bucks for. Let's put it this way: (laughs) Harry Piper probably had at least a million. Kenny's negotiations would be, "Hey, bud, here's the deal. I'll plow your snow for the next (laughs) ten years. Yeah, you know, I I don't know what else. I'd be rooting for." I got the pontoon. You want that? <laughs> the ransom of uh, what's the story? The O. Henry story. The ransom of Red Chief. I'd be wor- I'd be worried that they would be begging me to <laughs> they, 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 they get this person, yeah. please. You turn it around and yeah, make yeah. them pay you to take. I'll give her you back. guys a week. Let's see <laughs> how you're doing. We're leaving her on the corner of Fairview and right. whatever. Right. And that call in a week and say you got to pick her up. And we can't take it anymore. And I'd say I want a million dollars. We'll pay it. We'll pay it. We'll pay it. No, I would give. Uh, of course, I'd give uh, everything I own. Yes, of course. Maybe not to triumph. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'd give a strat, but not my good strat. Not the good but strat. Give right. yeah, yeah. A backup you strat. You got to hang on to something. You know. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Hey, did you sign up for uh, Garage Logic on YouTube? You can subscribe. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. That's subscribing to Garage Logic on YouTube. And also, don't forget about the 30th anniversary Garage Logic party. Wait, where's the party? It's going to be at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater Monday, August 14th. Tickets are 40 bucks, but we're going to feed you. Just go to garagelogic.com. Oh, that'll be a blast. While you're at garagelogic.com, if you have not become a member of the town council, it's easy to do. You just click on the uh, tab right at garagelogic.com. Pay your ten bucks a month or hundred bucks for the year, and you will be behind the scenes and in the club. And you get to go to great outings and so forth, and hear how much crap we give to each other during the breaks and before and after the show. What is that? Uh, part of my headphones. Time for a new pair. Oh, we got. We're doing all right. All right. We're clear. All right, real quickly. I am ready in just a moment, sir. John, don't forget to send me news stories. Do it stories. right now, Chris. 
Thank you. Oh, boy, do I get tired of having to verify this thing every effing day. Come on. Was the Fargo shooter... Damn it. 27, right? Today's the 27th. All right. Was the Fargo shooter... A terrorist... Yep. Comma. Yep. Or just a run-of-the-mill crackpot. Do we use hyphens for run-of-the-mill? No. Crackpot's one word. Thank you. Okay. Uh, a recycling scam in California. Yep. Will result in more... Just that. Uh, Minnesota UFO. Oh, I think you want to compare the food fraud. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Minnesota UFO sightings, not terribly exciting. John Height News. Not terribly exciting. Johnny Boom. Okay. Did we get the time in the temp or no? No. Oh, yeah, I got to put the Jeff Crilly story. Uh, Jeff Crilly, 5 Eyewitness News. <laughs> he's still around. He's not here, but he does news stuff. The Reverend went after Angie Craig on Twitter. I thought it was hilarious. I'm going to go challenge this dangerous heat. Well, it's been nice knowing there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, don't overdo it. Why don't you guys entertain the council? Come on in and meet the fellas. Come on, Spalding. Kenny, will you host the show after Joe? You know, I'd love to. I'll be the new mayor. There you go. See how fast we can empty the room. <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun at the fair when, uh, you know, you're sitting around <clears> waiting <throat> for the beer show to start and basically the C parts. <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's that's why I'm really looking forward to this year's Krabby, uh, because we only have to be there one day, and the show's going to start at like nine thirty or time? nine. What day are you doing it, Johnny or Kenny? What day are you guys doing it? Well, uh, the second Thursday, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it's starting really early, and I'm not going to promote it at all. Oh. The best was the year, the year I produced Judd and Fun out at the fair, and Common sat on the booth with them for an hour and a half and just talked to him during commercial breaks because nobody was sitting up front. <laughs> God, I haven't talked to him in years. In fact, that was the day he was wearing a smooth jazz T-shirt, and I said I have to take a picture of that and send it to Seaman. <laughs> That was the failed smooth jazz 100.3. Oh, he, he still makes me laugh. God, that guy's funny. John, did you send me? Oh, yeah. I did, sir. It's, God damn it. Why does he yes, keep going sir. to my. Hey, what are you two ding dongs doing? Oh. <laughs> Copy. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. We're in that lull where we don't have any baseball. We don't have any football. 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 All right, folks, I'm going to go back to work. Hey, Rook. Um, well, I'll, I can talk to you about tomorrow. It's all hey, good. hey, is that Jeff Crilly, Rook? Is that the same guy I always get all the emails from? Yes. That's the same guy? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Like the Jeff Crilly News or something yep. like that? Yeah, yep. the update or whatever, morning yeah. update or something like that. The rundown, that's it? what it's yep. called. Rundown. The lowdown. The lowdown. It's been the- 17 hours. Kenny, I was glad you said that about the Catholic thing. I thought I was going to have to say it and make an enemy. <laughs> no, that's. She was right on the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, was it a? I mean, was it a big controversy when she? Oh was my God! Yeah. I don't remember the story. Oh, the at all. Catholics lost their mind. And then she was uh, at the Dylan tribute concert two weeks later and booed mercilessly and Christopherson walked out and basically said, don't let the bastards get you down. It's a very <laughs> cool move, actually, by Christopherson. Hmm. Hi, Bros. See you, Rook. See you, Rook. Chris, I'm going to send you a timesheet in the next 10, 15 minutes. Oh, God, that's right. It's Thursday already. It's Thursday. Tomorrow I'll be winging my way to lovely North Dakota. So... When are you back? Tomorrow. Sunday. Just the family reunion Saturday. I'm just going back for that because Dylan's going with and he has to work Monday. You're so. driving all the way to freaking. I used to do that all the time. Used huh. to go Friday, come back Sunday. And then once what we is start. It? Is it eight hours one way? No, it's about six. Six, six oh, and a half. Oh, that's six nothing. Six and a half with stops. You know, if you stop for gas. And that's bathroom. nothing. Yeah. Just you and Dylan are going? Yeah. Yep. My wife will be watching our dog and babysitting two other dogs. I hope she has fun. Three dogs at once. That no sounds thanks. absolutely awful. It does, but both the dogs we're watching are very mellow. So hopefully it won't get weird for her. Hopefully. I couldn't. I, I don't even want to watch my kids, let alone somebody else's dog. Well, you don't really have to watch them. I mean, they, you know, they're not going to. Do anything. That sounds terrible, John. Well, we have one of them now, and he's great. I mean, he just, you know, wanders around the house. Is he one of those up dogs? Up? What's up, dog? Nothing. What's up with you? (laughs) Snort. Snort. I don't, I can't figure out why (laughs) Prince would not like this version. It's just so amazing. I think he was just, you know, being Prince. Yeah, he just, uh, he, you know, I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't say because I have no idea. But I also, again, not that I was buddies with him. Wait, Angie sent me something. We should check out. Nothing compares to you by Prince, featuring Rosie Gaines. It's Rosie a live Gaines? version. Yeah. yeah, she was on uh, Diamonds and Pearls that album. She's wonderful. Oh, that's her. Yeah, she was good. Or is I don't know. Is she still a performer slash with us? I have no idea. I'm sure she must be. Prince reportedly didn't like the version because it outsold all of his own songs in the UK and US. Oh, uh, oh, that's that's a perhaps. What? But 
They're not going to charge the crypto guy? Oh, really? He's getting off Are you effing kidding me? This, And you wonder why I'm so cynical about Sin. everything. Everything. Yeah. Both sides don't care. Everybody's a lying fraud. I don't know, Chris. I never hear you go after any Republicans. That's not true. <laughs> Holy crap. Rosie Gaines had a, a number of health issues. Ooh, Guys, hey. Including, including psychiatric stop. ward. No, stop. Just bring your kids to work, she says. Okay. Just take them to work. Someone has a still shot of McConnell. <laughs> Don't they have jobs by now? Isn't there a feed mill they could go work at? Or I told William. Throw bales or something? I was your Jeez. age, I was working on every damn farm for 10 Hell bucks yeah. an hour just to make As soon as cash. I could reach the clutch and brakes, I was working, driving tractor, truck, no matter what. So no the, matter what. This, there's a still shot of McConnell in his deep state of meditation, and it says... The weed isn't doing anything. Me, 15 minutes later. <laughs> uh, he got weed. He got weed. Ouch. Ugh. I got a sore back slash hips. And I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh... Go for a walk, you lazy son. I went for a walk yesterday. I can't get rid of it. I wake up in the morning, my back hurts so much, it takes an hour for it to loosen up. So tomorrow I'm going to go to chiropractor before I leave town. And then sit in the car for six hours. Well, that's what I said to Dale. I said, oh, great, my back's killing me. I'm going to take two six-hour car rides this, in the next three days. You know what I request of you every time you go by, right? Just keep keep your foot down, keep, John. Keep going. Oh, God, me and Dale should pull in and just walk in the middle of the show. If I knew where you were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About that. Huh. Are the twins off today? Uh, I think everybody's off. There's only like four games, I think. Something like that. How did uh, they lost yesterday afternoon? Didn't they, they did. Yeah, I thought they were going to come back and win it. Fell a bit short. Yeah. Oh. Major League Baseball. Uh, yeah, there's five games. Two of them are a doubleheader with the Angels and Tigers. Mm -hmm. At this moment, uh, Shohei Otani in six innings has given up one hit. I saw they traded for what's his name? Yeah, Gilito. Yep, or Doodles. And they said they're not trading Otani. So, I uh, I respect that. Yeah. Well, they're only four out of the wild card. You never know. And you know, somebody would have to come forward with a gigantic package. Yeah. To get him. Yeah, boy, there's there's some great games. Cubs, Cardinals, Nationals, Mets, 
Guardians, oh. Guardians, White Sox. <laughs> That's it. That and the Angels, Tigers, doubleheader. Not, uh, not a lot on the line in those games. I hate the Twins. I really hate this team. They're so unlikable. Hey, they made a big trade. Come on. <laughs> they did? Yeah, they traded Lopez. Oh, that's right. Bye, Kenny. For Floro. Lopez. Leland, sit down. Oh, my God. All right, John. I got, bye, Council. Have fun. Drive safe. I, I got to get right, these yeah, kids out of here. I'll let you go. Nuts. Uh, I'm going to send you my timesheet in just a few minutes. Okay, sounds good. Okie dokie. 